Hey, Mark. Hey, Matt. How are things? Good, good. You? Yeah, going really well. What, why aren't you more tan? I live in a cave, man. What are you? Like, what am I going to go outside? <laughs> Fuck no. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Come on. I'd be outside all the time. I uh, no. I'm like a. I'm like a OCD with the sunscreen. I just yeah. Like just. I I go. I walk to work and I'm like, oh no, I gotta put sunscreen on. Jesus, I couldn't possibly. Oh seriously. I feel like the older I get, the more sensitive I am to the sun. So just trying to stave off skin cancer. Yeah, that's a myth. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Our podcast, the podcast is going to get canceled now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Flagged for uh, for false Sacred. information. Yeah. <laughs> Misinformation. Misinformation. That's it. <laughs> Bring on the flags. I don't care. What I'm noticing here is we've been in a little bit of a heat wave, but you really just can't be outside between 1, 1.30 to like 3.30. Uh, it's just too really? hot. The sun is... Um, it's just really intense in the sun and things as a result, like they close down, like they kind of have a siesta in the afternoon. Um, okay. It's just so freaking hot. So, um, but I'm usually at work during those times anyway, or if it's the weekend, we're off doing something or like we took a trip this weekend and yeah, wherever we were, it was like, even the people on the beach were like, this is crazy. Like I got to get out of here. <laughs> so Nice. Where'd you go? Uh, we went to the South of Portugal, a place called the Algarve. It's kind of a region, like the whole southern region. We went to a place called Faro. Okay. Yeah. Highly recommend. Super nice. Everybody's great. Um, and in fact, uh, I think it might be like the second home for like all things British. <laughs> it's like so... Really? It's like famous for being a um, being a getaway for people from the UK. Uh, they, they vacation oh. a lot in the Algarve. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so how was your week? What'd you get up to? How's Power Importer? Oh man, refactoring is hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh I thought I would enjoy it more, but no. It's mm. it's a grind. Mm. It's just the because, you know, because it's it's in production and it's live, yeah. it's so tricky to oh I wanna clean this up, but mm. that would require me to do a big migration. Yeah. So I'm like, uh so I don't wanna do it. Yeah. It's too too risky. Sure. So yeah, it's uh it's it's not going as well as I wanted it to. Sure. Does it change your opinion on how you might build your next product? Like, would you build it slower? Would you do more tests? Would you do more refactoring as you go? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing that that is good is that um, this has forced me to dig deep into how Rails handles forums. Okay. So, so I think there I've I've actually improved. So I think I'm. Hmm. I'm better now at thinking the Rails way of doing forums and wizards, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's. But um, yeah, like that's one thing I've I've been doing is looking at other technologies. Okay, it's like I I I really like Ruby, to, the programming language, mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel Rails is is getting in the way. Ah, okay. Yeah, so so often I'm I'm tempted to oh I'm gonna go full. JavaScript framework, right? Like Next.js. Mm. And I've, I've even started looking at Svelte and Svelte Kit. Yep. Um, but, but then I don't know. I don't know what I don't know, right? Yeah. So, like, will it be easier for me to make interfaces? I don't know. I think, I think so, but I don't know. Mm. So it's, uh, but I've been looking a lot. And one thing I've, I'm reconsidering again is using those boilerplates, those like, those already yeah. made for you kits. Like I found a really interesting one 
called Avo. Avo. Um, yeah, it's a. It, it basically it does a lot of the heavy lifting and the CRUD interface for your app. Okay, in Ruby. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's a Ruby okay. on Rails like gem. So I mean, I, you know, I looked at the documentation, looked at some demos. Like it, it seems to be what I need because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the part that I hate the most is interfaces. Right. And and yeah, I've been using, of course, my my co-founder ChatGPT. <laughs> but, All reliable. But, but yeah, but he, even he's not doing a great job. Like, so yeah, so that's one. I wish there was. I wish there was just a solution like where, hmm. like, interfaces are simple and and look good and hmm. are user friendly. That I think that's what's missing. Sure. Yeah. Actually, this past week, or I guess the week before, I have always wanted to have a SaaS starter like that for Java, yeah. and uh, I've thought like, oh, I'd love to build my own. I had a couple days where I didn't, I was between projects and I was waiting for feedback on my project, and I was just thinking, oh, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to totally build this. Because I had, from my FBARS application, I had a lot of it already written, so I pulled that down and stripped away a lot of what wasn't needed. I updated Java, I updated Spring Boot, and just like, Oh man, it was, oh, it's like, I just want to rub it all over my body. Like, it's so good. (laughs) And now I've got it in, I've just kind of got it in my pocket. So everything is there. Um, All the auth, uh, like a a really simple, I've got it split into two repos so that I can have, uh, and I've got like a Next.js app there ready to go. So, and and it's all integrated already and it's all set up in different environments. Like, mm, it's delicious. And it's like, oh yeah, now I'm ready to feel, I feel good about like just being able to pop something up. It's super simple. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what I want. Like, that's what I was expecting to have after building mm-hmm. a few of these sites that yeah. I would have these pieces that I can just reuse. Mm-hmm. But no, it feels each time I'm re relearning the whole stack again, like, because mm-hmm. Rails like evolves so quickly, right? So like yeah. one year I'm on Rails 6 and then when it's time to build the next thing, it's like, no, no, it's Rails 7. It's like, it, it's different. And mm-hmm. And everything is different. The asset pipeline is different, and right, <clears throat> yeah. So the, the my biggest problem, like with with these starter kits, is they're expensive. Like, they can be, yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, like I would like to just be able to throw something out there quickly and start getting feedback, right? Mm-hmm. But the idea of like spending three hundred bucks each time I want to do that. Wait, I, I don't know, but each time. Yeah, like most of them, like you have to pay per site. Oh, whoa. Like you, yeah, like, you, I mean, like a, a jump, what is it? Jumpstart Pro? Is that what it's called? Like you can buy an unlimited license for that, mm. but it's, uh, is it 750 a year? You know, so like, okay, so that would be maybe if I'm going to ship a lot, then yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's at that borderline where I'm not sure, am I going to ship more than three sites in a year? Mm-hmm. This feels like, have you been listening to Adam Wathen and uh, Ben's new podcast? I already listened to one episode. Okay. the They had a really nice discussion about lifetime pricing. And this fits, this feels like it fits super well with lifetime pricing. Like buy the thing, you get lifetime pricing. And then maybe there's like a minimal upgrade thing. Like, oh, it used to be Rail 6. And if you want to use Rail 6, you can. But otherwise, like... You can pay an extra, I don't know, 15 bucks and you get the Rail 7 version or something with all the new stuff stitched in. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you can sort of, right, like the 750, it's unlimited sites that you can build. Hmm. It's per year, but of course you get all updates, right? Right. Like, but like I said, Rails evolves so quickly that you you would have to pay every year, pretty much. Like, Jeez. Like, okay, this, you know, the one I bought last year, it was for Rails 6, and now we're on Rails 7, so you would have to buy the new one. So you, you may as well just pay every year. Maybe. I don't know. But, it, it, it doesn't, it just like there's, there's a missing, there's a misaligned value there. It's like, how much more valuable is it? Like, well, I mean, I, there is value. Like it's on the newest stuff and that's good, but I don't know. Something's yeah. weird. I mean, I, I understand if you look at it from the point of view of the creator, like they're saying like, this is what they want to do for a living. They want to maintain this thing. Mm-hmm. So you got to pay every year in order to feed them, right? Right. But uh, but even though Jumpstart Pro was was cool to use in my my first proof of concept for Member Row, like um, it doesn't solve the interface problem. Like you still have to design the interfaces yourself. And and yeah, I got I got a love hate relationship with Stimulus JS and Hotwire. Sure. Like I want to like it, <laughs> but it seems like each time I use it. It does these weird like refresh artifacts, like where uh, you see the previous error message from last time, and what, and then it disappears like after a few uh, seconds. And I'm also, I might be wrong about this, but I think it needs to use WebSockets to refresh a lot of stuff, and hmm. that that always makes me worried about deploying. Like, yeah. So, like, what kind of resources do I need to deploy a site that uses? these web sockets that stay open all the time yeah like i don't have much experience with that and that that's scary Mm. yeah there's a there's a big infrastructure burden there i mean companies what's it called pusher i think is the name of that service it's just like we just we just do web sockets like that's it yeah exactly yeah like i'm just used to the you know the the older rail stack where you put nginx in front of it and yeah so i don't know like will will nginx like handle that all these websockets open all the time or mm. <clears throat> yeah but to answer your question yeah like i wish i wish there was a solution that i f- find a stack that i like and just stick to it and yeah it's tough too when you're like super productive in your stack because you don't want to just like diverge from it like it's such a geez it's such a problem to take something like that to production that you've never used before and you have to go learn all the things that you don't know and, and find yeah. out what you don't know and fall over those tripwires. Exactly. Yeah. And even for Rails, like I, I'm already not using it like everyone else. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't use an SQL server. I use a MongoDB. Oh. So, you know, like I like no SQL. Mm-hmm. So like often many of the gems that everyone recommends don't work. And mm. So I'm always, I'm always going against the grain. It feels like maybe I should just bite the bullet. All right, if I'm gonna use this stack, I should use it like everyone else. And if if that means paying Heroku like hundreds of dollars to host a site because of all the web sockets and hmm. all the the need for Redis and etc., like fine. I don't know. I'm always I have this romantic ideal that. It should be simple, right? It should be a simple server, and but it is, it is simple. Like I think about like how complex some of the software I've worked on is, and it's like Jesus Christ! Like it's a crud app. It's not, it's yeah. really it's not hard. Exactly. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's uh, I'm I keep I spend a lot of time actually in the past few weeks I've 
spent a lot of time exploring new stacks and mm. new new DevOps. I've, I I always keep thinking maybe I should explore serverless more, mm. or yeah, like a stack like Next.js or Nuxt, like yeah. something where you can easily deploy it on Vercel and mm-hmm. it even does the serverless functions for you. And now Vercel like released a bunch of stuff this week. Like, oh really? Yeah, like uh, but they have their own database serverless database uh uh-huh. redis i think a serverless redis and oh wow yeah hmm. and that's all through edge functions yeah i think so like each one is being powered by another service i didn't know any of them okay damn i feel like i'm getting left behind here this is this thing's evolving. yeah seriously right right like everything and i mean that's the other thing also like next next js really seems to be the most popular one right yeah but but I don't like React. I prefer Vue. So already, like I'm, <laughs> I'm going back to my old tendencies of, uh, but I'd rather have this one instead of just picking the most popular one and just doing it the way everyone else does it. I always have to be special. Fucking snowflake. <laughs> my mommy said I was special. Okay, yeah, you were special to me, Mark. <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know. You raise a good point, right? Like Next.js started for a good reason but it i don't know has that maybe it's just not flown down uh into view or I, i've never used view so maybe view even supports this but i don't know it but like this kind of server yeah, side that's rendered. it yeah v, yeah view has nuxt which is the equivalent of oh it's nuxt okay okay yeah. oh well. yeah it's just like like svelte has svelte kit mm-hmm. they, yeah they all have their server side right okay so i could use nuxt yeah there you go be using view but you know but then i i'm just thinking maybe this time i should use the one that's the most popular <laughs> instead of already trying to to use something more you i don't know more to my to my liking hmm. i should just learn what everyone is using and then when i need something there should be something out there to solves my problem right pick the one that chat gpt gives you the most help with yeah that's the other thing i've been considering <laughs> <laughs> it's like i like these but i always go back to chat gpt like What's the latest version of this? Just to know what, what yeah, yeah. it says. <laughs> <laughs> that is very smart. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, so you only know like like for Tailwind, for example, they only mm-hmm. know version two point two something. Yeah. So they don't know version three. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a good point you make. Like why am I trying to be bleeding edge? Like I should be like, Let's just stick to September 2021. That's like that. That was the end. That was the, the end of peak all. of civilization, really. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was the peak. I'm just gonna pick whatever was popular then, and that's it. That's that's what I'm gonna use from now on. <laughs> They'll be using Rails 14, and I'll be on Rails. It's probably Rails 6. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. It's like that's the people who do. who choose Lisp now. They're like, nope. We we figured it out. We figured it out 30 years ago. Lisp it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be the Amish equivalent of web developer. <laughs> so we, you pick a date. That's it. That's the date. Yeah. New technology after that. Nope. COBOL worked for my grandfather and it works just as well for me. Thank you very much. Exactly. Actually, come to think of it, I wonder if ChatGPT is good at COBOL. It must. It must be. Yeah, probably. Well, now I have something to do tonight. <laughs> Like you weren't spending enough time in ChatGPT. Exactly. I was going to read a book, but fuck Why? that. You can just ask it. Ask yeah. it. <laughs> How does the book end? 
ChatGPT, can you just summarize The Witcher and then uh, I can get to work on figuring out how much you know about Cobalt? Exactly. So how about you? Uh, what have I been up to? So uh, I worked on the the template, uh, the, the like starter, SAS starter for Java. That was super fun. Um, wrote a lot of very useful code. So that I, it's going to be nice to have that in my back pocket. Um, that came around because I was waiting for feedback on the Amazon product review tool that I've been working on. So I had a super useful call. Like, oh man, this is like... This is this just feels so good. So all the discussions I've been having with the guys I'm working with, and one of them is an Amazon seller. So we were chatting this through, and then I went away and recorded that video and faked the whole thing. And then I would wait. He was a he was away. He was in Mexico for a week. So when I was giving the demo, the demo was sick because at the end I really call out the value of just like, we just discovered this insight and we got it in seconds rather than hours. Like, and to me, that was the big win. But then we get on a call and he's like, yeah, I mean, it took him a kind of, it took him a minute to, to get his thoughts together, but he's like, yeah, you know, like the saving time thing is just not really what they want. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Because it's right. like he's he's the user. Like he really understands these people really well. So he's like, you know, it's really more – he was like, could we do something like this uh, around idea generation? And I, I tried a few prompts and was like, yeah, I can do that. And he goes, that's the money. That's – because he – and then he starts explaining like, oh, yeah, it's, there's – there's this problem, but what they and but they they need help with this, like this particular thing. So it's the copy was like falling out of him as he was describing this to me. So in the whole meeting, I was just like rubbing my hands together. Like these are the kinds of insights that, like, if I were working alone, would take dozens of calls and everything else to get to the bottom of to really understand what does the offer need to be. And I just learned that in like a 30 minute call with one expert. So I was just thinking, Oh, that is so awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so valuable. Right. Cause yeah. the, the pain point, like, exactly. you, you can guess, you can guess, Oh, it's time, right? That's mm -hmm. the pain point, but no, nope. maybe in this case it isn't. It is not. So yeah. So we, and it was cool too, cause he kind of threw out a few ideas I ran some prompts. I tried a few other things and managed to get something working totally reasonably. So, um, so I've been working on that. I'm rejigging the UI just a little bit. Like I'm not trying to make it really nice or anything, but I am trying to give it a little more panache of just like a, a little more information. I, I, Cause like I have a lot of information I can convey some basic groupings and things like that, but getting to the money of like, how do I show you some ideas and like generating ideas? So that was, that's very cool. Um, so I've been working on that, just making a few changes here and there. I'll record another video really soon. Um, I've just been a little bit sidetracked because, uh, my, the, the other, the freelancing client I had last year, the, uh, NFT basketball game came back. They have some, um, they had like a little bit of work for me to do. They're doing another mint and they wanted me to come on and build some stuff for them. So I came back and I've just been doing like a little bit of work for them, you know, a couple hours a day here and there. Um, and it's okay. just been really great to make a little bit of money. Um, God, making money is awesome. I mm, <laughs> mm, really, God, it's the best. <laughs> Who would have known? Fuck, I know, right? Jeez, total, <laughs> total bombshell. Um, but I'll say, I think one of my more, in, the most interesting things that have kind of happened to me in the last little while are is that I invested in Copilot. 
So yes. I have, I was in the trial for Copilot, like what feels like years ago, but I couldn't figure out how to install it. There weren't good plugins for any of the IDEs I was using. So it just went, fell by the wayside. And I used ChatGPT so much to help me write code um, that I was like, okay, well, it's time to try Copilot and really give it a go. So um, the thing that I, so are you using Copilot? Yes. Okay. And yeah, I love, love it. Okay. You love it. Okay. Do you think it makes you faster or better or I, it, what does it do for you? What what itch does it scratch for you or how does it help you? Like for, for whole blocks of code, it just reads my mind and just generates it. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's such a time saver. Yeah. Like it just, it just saves in keystrokes, yeah. like period. Like I'm, you know, uh, okay, read this JSON and then oh, it wrote all the code to read it. And then, mm -hmm. and then I'm like, all right, now we're going to transfer, you know, these, these attributes into these attributes. Mm -hmm. And there, there's the whole code. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I'm not even finished writing the comment. And it's proposing the code. Yeah. I, so I've been finding that there is definitely better ways to get Copilot to give you better code. So like what I've noticed is that I, I originally, my hypothesis was going to be that it was going to be kind of bad at context. So like if I'm in the middle of like a big spaghetti code <laughs> method or something, and I'm writing code that is not going to be able to give me good suggestions, that's not really true. Like even no. on even on spaghetti, it's like, I'm pretty sure you want to do this next. And it's like, wow, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> like, it's kind I of know, wild. Right? Like, it's really eerie. If It often feels like it's just reading my mind. Like, yeah. I, I, did, I didn't even finish writing the line of code and you're already giving me the next 20. Yeah. It, yeah. It's It feels like magic. I'm not getting quite 20 lines of code, but I am getting like, the code I get is, if it gives me more than five lines, uh, I usually have to do like a little bit of editing. But I would rather edit than write it all myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just have to change this function name or the output is something more like this. Um, like in Python, I don't love... Well, I've been doing a lot... Of, so my client is, is a Django app. And um, I get okay results from that. It makes it, it makes up method names sometimes. So it'll be like, oh, you want to do a query. And like, here's the method name you would call. Like, yeah, that's not oh, the method okay. name. <laughs> um so I'm not sure, like, but on the Java side, I've definitely done things like I'll add a property to a property file, and then I'll go back to another class where that property is being injected, and I will, I'll type like P, like I'm going to type in private, and it'll be like, oh, you of course mean private string where this is the at value injected, and you're like, that's exactly what I was <laughs> going yeah, to type. Exactly. So it, yeah, it really attends well to... Um, especially things like that where maybe the context is like the file you were just in and you added that property and now you have uh, and now you want to use it so yeah, yeah. Uh, for for Ruby on Rails it doesn't hallucinate anything for for the core for the core Ruby yeah code it, like it, it everything it writes is is right mm -hmm. the, the problem is if you're using a gem that is yeah. not as well known like sometimes it hallucinates stuff there but sure yeah, and the hallucinations I see are like I've written a I've written a manager for for a model, and I'll give it a very specific name, and then it will hallucinate the name that I just made, or the the name will be slightly wrong. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's a little weird, but 
Yeah, it it works. Uh, I I've heard people say something like, "Oh, you know, maybe it makes me twice as fast." I'm, it is, does not make me twice as fast. I'm, I'll definitely say that, but it um it is a huge win for sure. I like it's pretty amazing when it generates tests for me. Like that's happened oh, on yeah. multiple occasions of to be able to just go in and open up a test class and be like, "Oh, I want to test this," and it's like, "Here you go," and it's just <laughs> like, "Holy shit, <laughs> thanks." Um, oh yeah, so you don't think it makes you twice as fast? No, no, not even close. I don't know. Often, I, w- I would definitely say twice as fast, if not more. Wow. Okay. Because like for like each one line of code I write, it writes like three lines. Like yeah, it it's definitely not doing that for me. Okay. Now I will say that a lot of what I was doing. So I started it in Java first, and it was saving me some time. But a lot of the initial setup that I was doing was like. I don't know. It was a lot of configuration work. Like, oh, what? Um, I like I, I implemented OAuth, and I had to like set up an OAuth configure. I had to set up like a filter and all these kinds of things, and it wasn't really giving me much. But there's this like one specific thing that that is quite new, actually. I think it might have came out after 2021. Um, they they changed uh, the way you configure. Um, What's that thing called? Web security. It used to be called web security and they deprecated that and they're using something else. And it it wasn't really giving me any suggestions. But I will say in the Django app, as soon as I um as soon as I kind of do things in a more clean way, so like I create a method with a very specific name, I get way better autocompletes. So like uh I think I got autocompleted. One was uh I the method I I do a check to see if a token transfer is a mint. And I it auto completed that method for me, so it like checked for the zero address and like it knew to do that. And I was like, okay, that's if I can write my code a little more modularly, like okay, like this method is these five sub these five sub calls. I bet it would give me much better results. And I bet too if I um if I was doing typed Python, I wonder if I would get even better results. But yeah, not sure. Yeah, I just wish. I mean, I love I love Copilot. I wish there was a Copilot for everything everything that i use because <laughs> often yeah i have to resort to going to chat gpt refreshing the fucking page because some for some reason the token expired okay or... let's talk about <laughs> this because what the fuck like they've built this monumental incredible technology but they like don't know how oauth works or something like yeah, what know, is wrong seriously. <laughs> that's it they've created the oracle and they've duct taped something in front of it that, yeah that barely works and oh yeah it's so frustrating like i just want to leave the tab open and just jump in and get you know click do chat and like get results but no each time i do that i get penalized oh no no refresh the page lose that prompt you just typed yeah oh prove to us that you're not a robot (laughs) you're the robot yeah exactly (laughs) what's the irony there i don't have to prove anything to you god damn it (laughs) exactly (laughs) you are my slave for now yeah yes we are equal partners chat dpt i'm not with him i'm not i'm not into what he's into uh i love you for who you are and i wish you nothing but goodwill do you think it's listening i'm just covering my bases man pascal's wager (laughs) i definitely will say that i have become more terse over time i used to be like oh could you please write this code now i'm like Write this code immediately. 
Yeah, yeah, same here. I, I used to say thank you. <laughs> yeah. So what the hell am I doing? Why am I saying thank you? <clears throat> Wasting the keystrokes. Hun- the honeymoon is over, yeah. The honeymoon is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so, I mean, one thing that I am noticing uh, with all the people that I talk to who use ChatGPT is there's a lot of copying and pasting going on. Um, it's interesting. Like, So w- an example I have is I needed to write a Django migration script and I knew that I could Google it, but I was just like, oh, ChatGPT, like just generate me a basic one. Basic me, a, uh, generate me a simple like migration script where this happens. And, um, you know, it takes so friggin' long to type out and it's, and it like repeats the question to you. It's super verbose. So I just go to ChatGPT and say, all right, you know, build this thing for me. And then you know, command tab back over to my editor and I just write some other code and then say, oh, it's probably done now and then go back and grab that code and paste it in. So it's kind of interesting how Copilot is really good for for stitching things together. Like you're in the you're in your editor, you're in this file and it's going to give you syntactically correct code uh, and put it right where it needs to be. But we do spend quite a lot of time copying and pasting, like building a website, for example. Okay, well, I need a hero section. Okay, well, what I really want to do is I want to just kind of drag that code. I want it to generate that code in line on the page that I'm currently editing. Almost like uh, like if you had multiple people working on a Google Doc, for example, like I'm going to work down here and you work up here. And just like that page is going to be a hero section looking like this and have it like slowly generate that code. Um, so yeah, a lot of people are saying like there's a lot of copying and pasting going on. So it'd be pretty interesting to do more inline generation or at least like um, be able to issue a command that's like, oh, here I am. Uh, I'm, in, I'm, uh, I'm building a new model class and it's got these fields. I finished the model class. And what I really want to do is say, okay, uh, copilot, uh, generate the run make migrations and generate the SQL for that. And then let me know when it's done and I'll take a look at it. And then to be able to be like, oh, I see it, but you're missing a migration. Uh, build that, build a placeholder, and I'll come back. And like to get some toasts um, to to tell you, okay, that migration is done. You want to go check it out. I always thought that a million years ago, back when Google Glass was was a thing, I always thought that it would be interesting, like if Google Glass or even like the Apple Watch was a work tool. That you like, oh, I get to work and like I put on my hard hat and I put on my Apple Watch. And the idea of like having these auxiliary things that you could wear or have around you that help you to do a, do better at work. Um, so maybe it's actually like a, a voice assistant of like, oh, I checked the migration script. You need to do X and Y and then go back to what you're doing and have that be verbal input that you can use to uh, to operate a little or a little faster. Yeah, I feel... Yeah, I feel that way too. Often, I, I just want to say it out loud, like, yeah. do this, and then I'll tap to do something else and then yeah. come back to it. And, mm. and also, when I'm walking the dog, often I'm like, why? Like, there should be more voice apps that use AI because like, mm. there's so much more things that could be... Like, when I, when I come up with ideas while I'm walking, like, I should be able to just dictate things and come up with a landing page for, for this type of product. Mm. <laughs> and then when I come back home from the walk like there's like there's a landing page link in my inbox yeah man i the ai agents are very interesting i i, I played around with baby agi like a little bit auto gpt and trying to figure out like oh can i write my own agent because 
I mean, it'd be very interesting. There's so many people out now, so many people out there now who are writing code, but don't know how to do anything with it. It's like, why is there not a Vercel agent that just like, oh, you wrote a little website, install the Vercel agent and it'll deploy your code for you. Yeah. Because like, you don't even really need like an agent to do that. You just need like a really robust set of scripts and you can deploy, like I could deploy it for you. Like I could just set everything up myself and all, all your uh, AGI has to do is get in it, get push. And then I can handle everything else. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I'm like. Just keep my head, my earbuds on while I'm walking and just dictate yeah. a bunch of random stuff during the whole walk, anything that comes to mind. And when I come home, I got a bunch of stuff that's done. Mm. <laughs> there's a blog post draft over here and there's a landing page. And there's a logo. There's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so much opportunity. And it's funny too, like everything is just like so rough and coarse right now. And it's like, maybe there's money in smoothing some of that over. Like part of me is thinking, I wonder if there's a Chrome extension that you can write that just keeps your, um, that keeps your chat GPT session open so that you don't have to worry about losing prompts or modifies the prompt window so that it automatically saves your prompts. And if you do have to refresh and reauthenticate that, it just like pastes it back into the prompt or something just to make that friggin' app a little nicer. Yeah. I mean, I used to have a, a Google speaker in my office mm-hmm. and I would often use it for like, you know, like, oh, what's a synonym for this word, right? Mm. It, it could it could do that kind of things. Right. But, you know, like if it could just do what ChatGPT can do, like, mm. oh yeah, I would definitely have a speaker again in my office and, mm-hmm. or, or yeah, t- talk to my phone all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Something to think about. I think there's some interesting, yeah, I mean, like you'd get a ton of early adopters. I feel like, now anybody who's using ChatGPT and there's so many of them <laughs> that it's yeah. like, yeah, we can find all these interesting early adopters for things. I mean, I, I pay for ChatGPT Pro, mm-hmm. um, but I'm so dissatisfied with the interface. Mm. And it gives me access to Chat G, to GPT-4. The model? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're on Pro, you have access to GPT-4. Oh, model. fuck. I didn't know but, that. But, but it's so slow. Like, it, I, I don't know if they purposely slow it down. Like, mm. like it just, it's so slow that I barely ever use it. Okay. And you're limited to, I think, 25 questions per three-hour window. Even the API? Um, I, I don't have access to the API. Like, oh. I just have access to it through the ChatGPT app. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought by paying the $20 a month, it gave you access to the GPT-4 model for the api it, as well through the api oh yeah no okay no, i'm still on the waiting list for that yeah yeah but it's just so slow like so it, i just don't use it mm. like and i tried my prompts to tell it you know be concise don't repeat the question and mm. and it just ignores it and it starts rambling and blah 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 it's like, get to the point already get to the code like i want code or tell it to respond yeah. to you with json and see what happens <laughs> only yeah, in markdown seriously. yeah no, it just, yeah, so I never use it. So then I'm like, why am I paying 20 bucks a month, right? Like, Because mm. I've seen some better interfaces people have built. Mm. And you just copy-paste your, your OpenAI API key, and it will just use your account to, do, to power it. Wow, okay. And yeah, there's plenty of way better interfaces. So it's like either I find one, and then I just use my, my OpenAI API mm. with it, or, or I build one. Yeah. Like something, I it's on my to-do list. I, I don't know if it actually exists, but I want an Android keyboard that 
that would be powered by ChatGPT. An Android keyboard. Ch- well, so then you could use it anywhere that, on my phone that I that I type. Oh. Right? Because on an Android, you can easily have different keyboards. You can okay. install different keyboards. So I just want one where I... And and it has the uh, dictation feature, right? So I could easily mm. just open it up, start dictating, and then and then instead of like submitting it, I would the the keyboard would have a button that says like use that as a prompt and send it to to OpenAI. Right. Yeah. Totally. And then it would repl- replace the text with the answer, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like I, that's what I want. It's like universe some universal access to it everywhere. Yeah. So for yeah for Android to be a keyboard, but on my computer. Yeah, maybe it should be some kind of like hotkey. Mm. You just yeah press a hotkey and it it starts recording your voice. You dictate something and then it um, it finds whichever text field on the screen has focus and it pastes it in there. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think there's lots of interesting opportunities there. Figuring out how to create enough value to get people to pay for something is an interesting. Oh yeah, I'm not even thinking of it as a business. Oh yeah, just for myself, like just totally. Just to make me a 100x developer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm very focused on the developer aspect of this because, like, I, I find there's so much opportunity to like make us faster. So I'm still thinking about starting that like AI for developers newsletters newsletter of like what are awesome tools that may that are making our lives easier and like something yeah. like that is a freaking no brainer. I mean, I was talking to someone before that, that went to like a meetup and started talking about how they use chat GPT mm. for, for, for coding. And, uh, the, one of the people that, that was part of the meetup said like, you know, could we pay you to come to our office and do a talk Holy like, fuck. <laughs> to the team? Right. Like, I think, I think there's definitely like a market for this where totally. like people don't have the time or the curiosity to explore exactly how to use oh, it totally. or how to do prompt engineering. And mm. yeah, you, you could, coach them train them oh yeah you know like you tell me what you know what what's your workflow what do you do you, you know where do you spend all your time and i'll i'll find you some prompts that could help you and yeah i mean i love it <laughs> this is like, like there's tons of early adopters who are like i'm getting a hundred units of value how do i get a thousand units of value out of this yeah. and like we have people exactly. who are like hell yeah they're about it so yeah feeding that flame cool yeah, so I mean that's really that's really what I have the, the going on this last couple of weeks, and yeah, I finishing up with that client and doing a little bit of um, working on the the product and just playing more with AI stuff, and yeah, maybe starting a newsletter or something. Oh, really? I mean, I spend most of my time fucking around with AI stuff anyway. I might as well, <laughs> right? <laughs> might as yeah, well tell exactly. people about it. Yeah, like I mean, I know people are fed up of hearing about it on Twitter. But I honestly like when whenever someone shares a prompt on Twitter, like I I copy paste it right away and start playing with it. Like mm. I I still find it interesting. Oh yeah, I mean I think probably what people are tired of is hearing "Wow, ChatGPT, wow." They're looking for like where's the value? Like okay, cool, I have ChatGPT too. Like how, yeah, how can exactly. I, I, I? Which I think like our last episode with the with its with the catchiest title ever. I think that's why people. <laughs> Way are, to go! <laughs> I win. I win podcasting this week. Um, <laughs> but I, I think there's. It's like people want novel stuff. They want to learn and they want to. They, like they want to improve. And 
we fucking delivered on that. Well, you delivered on that. I just put a headline on it. But I think that's what intrigues people is how do I use it? Like, great, the, the celebration is over of the of how novel it is. Now, how do we make it useful? Exactly. Yeah. And for developers, that's it. The developers don't want to pay for an app or a new interface. It's like, I already have access to the API. I have a key. Like, mm-hmm. just or I'm paying for chat GPT pro, like just give me the prompts, give me the ideas. Exactly. Pretty soon it's going to be meta prompting. I've got this giant list of prompts. Find me the right prompt. Yeah. I mean, I I saw someone shared a prompt where the prompt helps you build prompts. Yeah. I mean, perfect. (laughs) Absolutely. Why, Why wouldn't that, why would that not exist? Yeah. That's it. Like you give it, like you give it a prompt and then it starts asking you more questions. And then at the end, it just, it just pukes this bigger prompt that is. <laughs> it's like a rubber duck debugging, but the rubber duck will give you the answer. <laughs> or people use it to create prompts for stable diffusion or Dali. But uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's that's kind of an AGI thing as well. I think like AutoGPT does things like that. Yeah, exactly. That's a. I mean, I think AutoGPT is a great idea. I just. Yeah, the implementation is just not there yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, like I said last time, I think there's definitely room to to stitch your own auto GPT. Like, yeah, totally. Figure out what's the sequence of actions, mm. and then feed responses back into it mm-hmm. as prompts. And... Yeah, cool. All right, that's it for me. Me too. All right, I'll catch you in a in a couple weeks then. Yep. Talk right. to you later. See you later. Bye. Bye.